0: It's gotta be the shoes. That's what Marge Blackman said to Michael Jordan way back in the mid 80s and those iconic nike ads and if you've been following track and field and running in general it's got to be the shoes has been the theme for the past few years i guess even all the way back to 2016 according to let's run when kipchoge and a couple of other athletes in the marathon had some special nike shoes and a lot of people think that that's one of the reasons they won the race and you've seen just phenomenal times on the roads marathon times are dropping left and right half marathon times are dropping all over the place and on part of it is you know better Training and all that, and more competition, but it's definitely the shoes have a huge impact. And, you know, why not? I mean, obviously, they're spending tons of money developing these shoes. And you saw it at the Olympic trials, which is almost a year ago, last year, February 29th. You know, almost everyone in the race was wearing the Nike super shoes. And Nike actually even gave every athlete a pair of the shoes if they wanted to wear them to try and level out the playing field. Because that's one of the big things that people talk about is the playing field level. And, you know, this whole kind of goes back to the whole part of, you know, sports you know, I, I got into running because I was tired of sitting on the bench playing team sports. And running was something that, like, I knew, you know, if I do it and I win, I get to keep going on. You know, and it was pretty cheap. You know, shoes were shoes. I mean, I started running in the late 70s, and the shoes weren't very good to even back then. You know, they just kind of got improved in the 60s, late 60s, early 70s. And um, so shoe technology hasn't changed a whole lot. But about 10 years ago, I think, it's kind of like, you know, Born to Run kind of brought about a lot of it. Um, of course, you know, Born to Run brought on this silliness of running barefoot or wearing sandals. And, you know, if you had been living in America your whole life wearing shoes, and then all of a sudden you just decide to go out and run barefoot or with minimal shoes, you have issues. And I used to see it all the time. I'd be doing marathons. i see somebody running barefoot or with sandals on. And, you know, and then you catch them in mile 20, and their feet would be destroyed, bleeding, and in miserable shape. And you know, I've spent time with the Taramara, uh, my f- good friend uh, who puts on Beyond Limits Running. He put on the Red Rock Ultra 100K 100 miler a few years ago in Vegas. And I got to spend four or five days with the Taramara hanging out at their house and training with them and fall- going to the race and hanging out. And, you know, yeah, they run with the sh- sandals from... You know cut up tires but you know given a chance they're gonna wear real shoes just like the Kenyans in fact um, I remember my friends like hey I got all these shoes in my closet you know and they took all the shoes because if you can have a really good nice pair of shoes you're definitely gonna wear them so you know the thing was I used to do triathlons I got started triathloning in the early 80s and same thing with mountain biking. In both those sports, I really enjoyed triathlon because I was in triathlon before wetsuits, before aero equipment, before all the tech. And that technology came and all of a sudden people who couldn't swim could throw on a wetsuit or people who were really skinny got cold. And so and then of course the bikes you could buy you know spy speed the bigger your wallet. And so that's why I basically quit doing triathlons and I've always enjoyed running. Now the good thing is at least with the running is the shoes aren't too expensive. And, you know, as long as, you know, you're not signed to a uh, contract, uh, shoe company doesn't have a good pair of shoes. I mean, now ASIC has got them. Uh, some guys ran really fast half marathons recently. And they're all Adidas athletes. So the only good silver lining of COVID is that, you know, if we'd had 2020 Olympics when we were supposed to have last summer, um, Nike athletes would have been a definite advantage. But now with the year to, left, they've made some rules. And I think that the other uh, shoe companies are caught up. So now everybody has a decent shoe. So technology always impacts all the sports, and of course, like like I was saying, cycling and triathlon technology's gone crazy. I mean, the bikes now cost almost as much as a decent car and the technology keeps changing and obviously teams have better technology and vice versa and the whole weight thing, um, you know, but also just sports like, you know, I remember first impact I really saw with uh, technology was ice skating, not the uh, figure skating stuff, but the speed skating, you know, they came out with that clapper skate where it unhinged on the heel and all of a sudden tons of world records started to fall. And, you know, there was an adjustment period. Of course, all the records before the clapper skate got destroyed, you know, but now everybody's got that technology and it's kind of the way it is. Now, swimming went and they started using these suits that were basically glorified wetsuits, way too much floating. I mean, the guy showed up on the, you know, I mean, I'm old, so I remember the days of Mark Spitz, you know, and he wore this skimpy little Speedo and, uh, you know, he set lots of records. But, you know, there was Olympics there. Or the guys look like frogmen, you know and the men and women wearing our full wetsuits and the records plummeted but the swimming organization realized that this is a problem and where how and how are they going to pretty much regulate i mean it just with the clapper skate there wasn't too much more you could do but the wetsuits you know chemist and could just come up all kinds of materials and flotations and so they basically got rid of that and they have new regulations i don't know the regulations in depth but that's kind of the way it went now like i said with shoes you know there wasn't a whole lot but when we had the uh, born to run there was companies like Hoka and Ultra and a lot of smaller companies that started innovating. And you know, obviously like when Hoka came out, they helped me a lot. Hoka came out around the time I started doing Ultras and you know, they really helped me fly down hills. You know, they're big, huge, soft. Um, Of course, Ultra came out with the big toe box, which I've been wearing Ultras now since 2014. And don't have any feet issues i like the zero drop it makes me run better you know not the big heels but yeah it was just all kind of minor you know fixes to just make me run form wise but you know now the whole thing with the nike especially it came out like 2016 or so you know it has different foam it has a carbon plate and it's just changed the game completely so the Nike super shoes have definitely hit the roads and records have been falling to half and full marathons. But this summer you've definitely seen super spikes are here and they are definitely having an impact. And there's a great article that I'll have in the show notes talking about super spikes are causing a seismic shift, so why won't athletes admit it? And they talked to Olympic Uh, double medalist in the 1500 nick willis who tried the super spikes recently and he said they definitely have a lot of cushion ridge and which helps on the hard tracks but then when he went out and did a 1200 meter time trial and he's the guy i think he's done 19 years in a row of sub four minute miles he went two seconds faster than he expected and he was really surprised and it's made him a believer you know and like i said i've been doing this for a long time and i know what i'm capable of and so when i do a time trial or something like this afternoon i did um, nine four hundreds and I ran right where I thought it was going to be in fact my splits were just so consistent so you know obviously Nick knows and he's like yeah it's definitely the shoes and he says that the new spike tele- technology which is powered by a super light and highly responsive PBX material is worth between one to three seconds a mile depending on whether or not you're a high responder another Olympian I spoke to one to remain anonymous put the advantage at two to four seconds either way amounts of change as seismic as when cinder tracks became synthetic Yes, it's amazing. We used to run on cinder tracks, dirt tracks. In fact, I live here in Bakersfield, California, and Jim Ryan broke the world record in the mile back in the late 60s on a dirt track here in Bakersfield, California. In fact, you can see it on the internet. They actually got to Google it. One interesting thing is the shoes... Definitely work differently for different people, which obviously is the case. And they talk about high responders. Some people put the shoes on and they really help a lot. That's kind of what happened to me in uh, triathlons when I was doing them. I was always a really good swimmer. And obviously if you see me, I'm pretty big. So I floated real well. But on the bike, I could ride really fast. But in a 40K bike, I could ride a little over an hour. And then the handlebars came out. But I'm not very flexible, and I wasn't. I didn't get much faster. And there were a few people like that. I remember Scott Molina's times didn't change much when the bars came out. I was already pretty aerodynamic, and my flexibility issues. I didn't really benefit from the aerodynamic positions. And so you would obviously say that I was not a high responder when it came to that kind of thing. So you've got you know the these new shoes, and it says the genie is not. Only out of the bottle, it's grinding wishes at a record rate. The men's 5 and 10K world records, both top of recent months, along with the women's 5K. I loved watching those races, but you definitely just thought, wow, these guys are just flying along. Seems like something's going on. And then um, you've got a guy, Elliot Giles, who has never reached a world final, reaching running the second fastest indoor 800 in 143.63 to match Seb Coe's world record. Yeah, I mean, I remember seeing that and it was like, who is this guy? And you've seen that a lot of times. And it says Willis pointed out um, that something rather curious is also happening. Not a single sponsored athlete appears to want to thank the spikes for the improved times, which is interesting. If you're sponsored, you would think like you know, you know, I, you know, thank you to my shoes. <laughs> but you know, everybody just keeps it, keeps it on the down low. It says um, like. Um, the Giles guy, he says, insisted his Air Zoom victory spikes, which Knight claims offer a paradigm shift, were not a key factor in his run. Because I've done well, people say it must be the shoes, said Giles, who said he has been wearing them for a couple of years. It's nonsense and a bit of an insult. i bet you if we looked at photos, he hasn't been wearing them for a few Another Briton, Mark Scott, attributed beating his 10,000 PB by 46 seconds, which moved him above Dave Bedford and Brendan Foster on the all-time list, training hard and smart for years. Team commentator suggests the spikes were also a factor. Scott told him, "Give give some credit where it's due, rather than consistently nag about the shoe technology." Yeah, I mean, I mean, David Bedford and Brendan Scott Foster were two of the greats of all time, and it's kind of like you know, we recently just had this 10K the other day, and I think it's Mark Scott. You know, ended up he, being now he's the second best behind Mo Far, and I really can't say that he's as talented as Mo Far. And so it's basically like, uh, basically kind of like the mafia. It's, it all amounts to Cures Omarta, a case of don't mention the spikes from Nike and New Balance athletes who have benefited most from technology. Really asked by your sponsor to give a sales pitch, and it often seems so fake and contrived," said Willis. And here's the one opportunity to really preach about it, yet they don't. And that is kind of interesting. I mean, you're kind of like going, "Hey, you know, I love my shoes." Willis, who works for high-end running brand, Tracksmith, knows why athletes are staying silent. Takes away the credit for your own role in improved performance. And that's kind of where it's going. They've often talked about this. So he he runs for Tracksmith, which is a clothing line. And you're gonna see more and more athletes just picking the clothing line route than the shoe company route. Because the problem is when you pick the shoe running count, you have gotta wear those shoes in competition, and they may not be the best. And obviously at the Olympic trials and in other big major races, um, some athletes are wearing Nikes or some other shoe companies that have some super shoes, you know, and they're painting them. They're painting them to cover up the fact that they're not wearing their company's brand. The article I'm getting is the Guardian, so obviously there's kind of an English bent to this. But it says Giles and Scott are far from alone in confronting the new reality. Co, the World Athletics president, has also played down the shoe's impact. But as one prominent voice put it to me, without the shoe brands, particularly Nike, global elite athletics is dead in the water. So where's the incentive to police it? So even though Sebco's great records from long ago are now being taken down, you know the problem with the track and field, especially they call it athletics everywhere else, is that it's so in bed with these shoe companies, and that's not really a good, healthy kind of uh, future for it, I think. And so Jeff Burns says, first step. Um, is and he's a biomechanics me- expert? is to forget everything we know about what constitutes a fast time and athletics times and performance are a currency, but some shoe companies have printed a bunch of more money and we have just had inflation. so we have to stop getting excited about fast times because everything has changed. and I know I've fallen for that. Um, if you've watched my podcast and thank you if you do, please subscribe as well. but you know I kind of like go, wow, what an amazing time and then of course I have to kind of sit back and go. Yeah, but a lot of it's the technology. And it says Burns believes it's too early to say how much the new spikes improved forints. Cautions that their impact may, be, may vary by event, as race speed, athletes' mechanics, and contact time with the track differ. Howry suggests that something in the order of one to one. 0.5 percent is reasonable hypothesis doesn't sound like a lot but one percent is enormous at elite levels that's 15 meters over 1500 meters how many races are cited by much less than that <clears throat> and you'll see that you know like obviously in the sprints with shorter races but they're going to have a impact says he also notes that some athletes will be high responders to spikes while others will see only small improvement and that is entirely possible that spikes may tell apart a semi-caliber athlete to the medal podium and you're seeing that actually it says either way it's entirely wrong for giles and scott to dismiss the impact of technology doubly so given historical times and records are deeply embedded in the soul tracking field and this could be just the start of an ongoing revolution willis for one expects the extra cushioning on the new spikes could allow athletes to soak up more hard interval sessions leading to record times so it's a hand in hand kind of a thing you know but you know it's kind of like you can't go well you know Boy, those guys at the Marathon Project went under 210. We had more guys under 210 than we've ever had in Americans, that is in a race. But then you're like, yeah, but they were wearing the super shoes. So a 210 really isn't a 210 anymore or maybe it's like what it was a two, now a 206, 207. It says the one small crumb of comfort, which I said before, is the delay in the Tokyo Olympics has given other companies to catch up. People definitely didn't realize that one or two brands had a lead. At the World Championship of 2019, the spikes probably did play a major role, but the other companies will be competitive come Tokyo. Willis, incidentally, is yet to decide which brand he will wear at the Games, but promise he won't necessarily pick whichever one is fastest. Adding, I don't want to give free advertising to any company. I don't think. That has the right ethics however he will be wearing the new spikes it's hard to go back once you have experienced a new technology he concedes after all we have seen can you blame him and this is definitely the case and you're going to see more and more people i have some athletes that i work with who you know want to get boston qualifiers and basically the first thing i tell them is you know get a pair of these super shoes because you know everybody else is going to have them and you're going to see them more and more you know and that's just the way things go you know, you can't, I mean, I often talk about kind of a sidetrack. You know, I'd love to get back in the world of triathlon, and I wish they would have stock triathlon. No wetsuits every year, like every couple of years, have like one couple of different bikes you can choose from, no aero gear, and that would be kind of fun to have it done. But I doubt we'll see that, just like we're not going to have with the shoes. But, you know, you have to have some sort of rules, and they've kind of gone with the stack height, you know, so that it doesn't get too high. And I know like in the Paralympics, they were talking about, you know, how... They have to limit how big of limbs they put on the guys because you know if you have a guy who should normally be five foot ten, but he put on extra long legs, so he's six foot six. He definitely has a mechanical advantage, so they have their issues in there. So it's very complicated. Kind of you know being an old dog it's kind of sad. The technology is coming into running, but you know in a few years everybody will have the technology and it'll level out. But we won't be able to look at the old records and go, wow, remember when this time was fast. Because, you know, super shoes are here to stay. And as always, stay healthy, be boring, not epic.